0: Hello and welcome to the Technical Foul Podcast. My name is Ruin Shunker, and this week we've got a long episode for you. First, I sat down with Owen Goddard to talk about his top five girls basketball teams, and then I went through my boys' top five. Then I sat down with the defending state champion and Dominion wrestler Jack Creamer to talk about his season. He's someone I've wanted to have on for a really long time, so can't wait for you guys to hear it. Joining me now is Owl in Chief of loco Sports, Owen Godmer. Owen, how are you?
1: I'm well, Farouin. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great. So we're pretty deep into the basketball season right now. I think most teams have played at least ten games, if not more. And at LocoSports, Sports, one of the things that we do here is we do a top five. We did it for football, we did it for basketball last year, and I think we're going to start that up pretty soon, aren't we?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, we already published the uh, the girls' list, and we're going to be putting together a boys' list pretty soon. Um, it's a fun it's a fun way of kind of showing uh our thoughts on how things are going throughout the season um the players love it the fans love it the parents uh the the coaches love it so um i'm excited to get back into it this this winter
0: all right let's start with your girls list which is up on the site right now go check it out at loco sports who'd you have at the number five spot
1: uh so the number five spot uh after the number three spot here we're kind of in number four spot. we're kind of in a kind of a wide open game. The number five spot for the girls, is Briar woods Um, as a team that is one of the best offensive teams in Loudoun County, Um, kind of a middle of the pack defensive team Uh, and their records, not really indicative of a number five team. They're six and five. But the thing is, is they kind of have some weapons that are going to allow them to, to do some things, especially offensively throughout the season. They got four or five girls that can score double digit points on any given night. Um, I I think they're the only—they're the only team that has held Freedom to the number Freedom, which is one of the best teams in the state of Virginia, to under 50 points this season. Um, So I think they got a lot going for them. Briar Woods does.
0: All right. Uh, Looking at Briar, they got a six and five record, but they're three and one in the conference. I see what you're saying with that offensive strategy. I mean, if they're able to get hot on a night shooting from outside, who knows? They could knock off a team like Freedom or Pod Falls, couldn't they?
1: Uh. I think that Pot Falls is definitely definitely within their capabilities to knock off. Um, you know, they held Freedom to 44 points in their first match of the season, but Freedom held them to 15 points in that game. So a team that offensively, obviously 15 points is – I mean, that's an anomaly. That's not going to happen for a team that's averaging 50 points a game. Right. Um, but the thing is that Freedom's defense is really, really, really good. Uh, I don't know if Briar Woods going to have a shot to knock them off of the top, but I think that they could definitely compete with Potomac Falls, and on, uh, you know, on a good night, could compete with Tuscarora as well on top of that district.
0: All right, let's go to the next team you have. Who's at number four?
1: So number four is that Potomac Falls team um, that we were just mentioning. That you know, Briar Woods and Potomac Falls probably on the list of the two closest match teams. Um, Potomac Falls the only two losses this season. They're ten and two. Those two losses came to to Freedom. Uh, in district and Loudon Valley, out of district, those are both tremendously good defensive teams. Um, they're averaging 46 points a, a night. Potomac Falls is actually pretty good defensively, allowing just 34 points per night. Mm-hmm. Um, they have some some pretty convincing non-district wins, um, and they they have three double-digit double-digit in district wins actually. Um, that that real the big test is going to come against Briar Woods, uh, and and they played them coming up here pretty soon. Um, I think that's going to be the, the test to see which of these teams um, really has a shot at competing near the middle top of that district.
0: All right, next up, your number three team.
1: Number three, uh, yet again, another Potomac district team, um, Tuscarora. Tuscarora has had has had so much success over the last few years. Um, they graduated their best player last year, Ken- Kennedy Middleton. Uh, this year, they, they return Kennedy's little sister, Isabella, um, she's definitely the, you know, kind of the focal point of that team offensively. She can have, you know, she can score 20, 30 points a night. Um, they gave freedom a little bit of trouble in their first go around in a 57 to 55 loss. Of course, freedom played that game without Jalen bats, their best player. Um, but Tuscarora also has some offensive production. You know, they have uh, a, a guard, a couple guards, Alyssa Cabesa and Rosie Santos and a forward Claire Triana, who can, uh, on any given night, you know, put up points that is going to help help aid Middleton and maybe give Middleton some extra look if they can get hot uh, and the defense kind of has to shift focus away from her.
0: Yeah, uh, just talking about Middleton for a second, in her last game against Broad Ron on January 4th, she scored 28 points, brought down 15 rebounds, and dished out 5 assists. Those are absolutely insane numbers. I mean, just looking through uh, the Lady Husky basketball Twitter, when you look at their box scores— it's a surprise if you don't see her above twenty points and ten rebounds because she's just so consistent.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, uh, Kennedy. She, you know, she she paired nicely with Kennedy the last few seasons. Isabella played uh, varsity with Kennedy the last two seasons. Uh, of course, Kennedy graduated last year, and and Isabella's kind of having to step up and fill her shoes this year um, without the help of her older sister. Um, but yeah, she she's a she's a player that it, I'd honestly be surprised throughout the season if you don't see her name. Uh, in one of those tweets from Tuscarora Girls Basketball, because she's a girl that's going to continue to produce day in and day out uh, and give them a shot to win basketball games moving throughout the season.
0: Yeah, I think it's just more of a consistent— she's so consistent in that you are you know what you're going to get from her offensively every night, don't you?
1: Absolutely, yeah. She, she's going to, like you said, put up 20 points a night. Um, she's going to corral some boards. She's going to dish the ball around. Um yeah, offensively, she can also score from really anywhere on the court. Um, I think they list her as a guard, but, you know, there there's games where she's going to play more like a forward, mm-hmm. uh, and she's going to get inside the paint and, and, and do damage in there. Um, but she also has the ability to shoot the ball. So um, I think that she's probably one of the tougher girls to, to guard in the county um, right now. It's about seeing if the rest of the pieces around her can kind of come together and, and give them a shot at knocking off freedom at some point this season.
0: All right, let's move to your number two team, and I think this is going to be a team from the Dulles District, isn't it?
1: Yeah, finally moving into the Dulles District. So uh, this is uh, Loudon Valley High School. Um, this is actually a team. So I was actually going through last the end of last season's top five because um, I, I watched Loudon Valley play the other night. And I was like, man, this team is really, really, really good. Um, I was like, how did we miss them last year? I actually go back to last year's top five at the end of the season, and we actually had Loudon Valley at number two um, last year at the end of the season. So um, this is a team that – defensively, is just going to give every team they play uh, problems. Um, they got two guards, Olivia Badura, Haley Pascalone, who, who are just tremendously talented. Um, and really, I think the defensive focal point for them is actually junior forward Megan Stevenson. Um, she's tall, she's long, she's athletic, she's fast. Um, she can get up and down the court. Um, with, the, you know, with the tandem, really, of her and Olivia Badura at point guard, being able to pressure teams, um, they're going to be tough to beat defensively. Uh, they, they played Woodgrove in a rivalry match uh, on the 4th of January. Loudoun Valley forced 30 turnovers in that game. Whew. 30. Uh, Wolf- Woodgrove only scored 33 points. And the only reason they scored more points than they scored turnovers is because uh, uh, Woodgrove freshman, Ashley Stidman, who played really well for the Wolverines actually, knocked down a three late in the game. Um, that put them over that that turnover to point deficit. We right. yeah, had 30, 30 turnovers in a game. And Loudoun Valley didn't press in the entire third quarter. Um uh, that team is that team defensively is, is tremendous. It's a team we talked about in the last podcast that this is going to be the team to beat in the Dulles district. I haven't seen them play yet. I've seen them play now. um I'm gonna hold to that statement and say that this team Loudon Valley is gonna run away with the Dulles district.
0: okay, a strong statement there from Owen Godmer saying that Loudon Valley girls basketball is going to run away with the Dulles district. That's the headline you're gonna take from this podcast folks. But let's move to the number one team. We've talked about them throughout the top five. I mean, you can't think about picking another team. It's got to be the F- Freedom Girls Basketball team, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Freedom. I mean, th- this this is uh, no surprise to anyone at all that follows girls basketball in Loudoun County, in Northern Virginia, or the state of Virginia. Um, this team is absolutely incredible. Uh, they're led by senior guard Jalen Batch, who's committed to Boston College. But they just have so many pieces. Um, I would I would list them all, but I'm afraid I would miss someone. Uh, literally, the whole roster is incredible. Um, they got a transfer from Loudoun County High School this year, Morgan Harden. Uh, they are just, I mean, they are defensively, they're kind of in the same boat as Loudoun Valley. They're going to make teams hurt. Uh, they held Briar Woods, the number five team on our list, to just 15 points yeah. on their December 11th match. 15 points. Uh, I mean, that's incredible. Freedom is scoring more than 15 points a quarter this year. Um, so to be able to hold a team like that, uh, you know, a team that we're considering part of our top five to just 15 points is absolutely insane. They have huge quality wins over Millbrook, Potomac Falls, and Tuscarora already this season. Again, they beat Tuscarora, the number three team on our list, without their best player, Jalen Batts. Um, this team is i mean this team's gonna be hard to beat moving forward
0: yeah uh, I saw the second half of their game against champ on Friday and man they looked impressive i mean Jalen Bass just runs that offense with such nice precision and on defense i mean champ isn't a bad team i mean they're not good but i mean they're five and four they look champ look they made champ look i mean just they couldn't do anything on offense just because the freedom defense was just smothering
1: yeah, and, that, and that's how they play. I mean, they got Cameron Meter at guard, Jalen Scales at guard, Morgan Harden now at guard, Jalen Bats at guard. They got four guards on that team that any team in Loudoun County would beg to have them start for their team. Yep. Um, defensively, that I mean, that's just daunting. Then offensively, they have pieces in Brenna Haley at forward, Rose Burnham and forward that um, can contribute a lot of points and a lot of – they can really clean up on the boards uh, throughout the season, uh, and they're going to continue to do that. Uh, But, yeah, defensively, like you said, I like that word smothered because that's really what they do to teams.
0: Yeah, Burnham looked really good in the game. She was forced down low, I got to say. I mean, uh, I hadn't seen them play before, but I was thoroughly impressed. All right, moving over to the guys, the boys' basketball rankings. Um, Do you have a list or is it just going to be me?
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I have like a I mean, we can go back and forth, but uh let's let's go with you. You're gonna be the one publishing this list for us all right, um, and I can put in my insight where I have insight. i think I think when we exchanged list last night, I think we both have a, a similar top five,
0: yeah, it was pretty similar, uh, just for all that are l- wondering, mine won't be published this week, but from next week onwards, I'm going to try and have it come out. but at number five, I've got Loudon and Valley. Valley's just really consistent. I mean, they came into the year, and I was, you know, I, there was a lot of questions because they lost a lot of their star players. But right now, they're two and zero in the Dallas District, and they're seven and three overall. Uh, do you have any? They're on a five game win streak. Owen, you got any thoughts on them?
1: Yeah, I saw them play the other day against Woodgrove, which is a team that we discussed potentially buying at the top of the Dallas mm-hmm. District. Um, now we've both seen Woodgrove play in the last week, and I think we both maybe have different thoughts on that now.
0: Right. Um. Yeah.
1: Valley. Valley is led by Trent Dawson. Um, that's that's he's the the junior point guard. He's the son of the head coach over there, Chad Dawson. Um, and he just feeds off the energy in the crowd. Um, he, he the numbers he put up against Woodgrove are just unheard of. Twenty, I think, twenty four points, five rebounds, four steals, and six assists. Um, he was seventeen of twenty from the free throw line. Wow. Um, I mean, he, he the way he commands the offense, the composure he has, despite a lot of noise happening in the stands. Uh, go, go and read my article from the game. You know, the, the, the fans, the opposing fans, when they come in, they like to chant a few things at him. Um, and he kind of eats it all up and use it as motivation. Um, yeah, I like Valley on this list. Uh, despite what we talked about earlier, I mean, you have talked about offline, uh, you know, the struggles they were going to have to overcome with all the guys they've graduated in the last couple of years.
0: So were they, were they at Woodgrove?
1: They were at County, oh, so- or, excuse me, at Valley.
0: So the game was at Valley so
1: I mean he fed off the home crowd. Um uh, he fed off the home crowd, he fed off the the opposing crowd. Um he really fed off everything. So you can see like as the game progressed, he just got better and better and better and better. I think he was 10 of 12 from the line in the fourth quarter alone.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, before we go to my number 4 team, I want to talk about Woodgrove for a second because I know heading into the year, both me and you were expecting them to make a genuine run at a wide open Dallas district, but right now they're five and six. They've lost their last three, and they're two and two in the conference. What's gone wrong?
1: Um, honestly, I don't know what's gone wrong. I think more it's it's what's gone right for other teams. Uh, I don't want to take Woodgrove out of the mix because I think Woodgrove is a team that that has some guys that can produce offensively. Uh, you know, they they you saw Brock Redmond play the other night against the Minion. I saw him play here against the Valley, and we exchanged some text messages in between those two games. Um, Brock Redman against Valley had 18 points and 20 rebounds. I mean, that's like unheard. Valley had 29 rebounds. Brock Redman had 20 for Woodgrove. I mean,
0: he was Um, He was dominant in that game. But then, I mean, you look at what he did against Dominion. He was held to just five points.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think it's going to, I think for him, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a matter of getting consistent for Woodgrove. They can get consistent offensive production out of Brock Redman, um, especially the size he has on the inside and the way he plays that position. If they can get some some consistency out of him offensively, that that team is going to rise to to the level we thought they would be at at this point in the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, I saw them play, and they've got some pieces. I mean, Brady Drawbaugh looked nice. Alex Owens, we know what he can do, but he was shut down largely against Dominion. I we said I, I remember we talked earlier, and you said it was either me Woodgrove Woodgrover County for the Dulles District. Right now, I'm not really sure about that, but. Let's keep moving. The number four team on my top five is Riverside. And just looking at the record, Riverside is 11-1 and so far. They're 2-0 in the district. Now, that 11-1 and record looks like they should probably be higher, but just looking through the schedule, they haven't played a lot of good teams. Their uh, non-conference schedule was pretty light. They played uh, Thomas Jefferson. They played Broad Run. Uh, Lee High School, Osborne Park. I mean, they didn't face... Dominant teams, and listen, they've dominated these teams so far, and they're, they're a good team. That uh, definitely, Simon Weirin is a special player. Uh, they got pieces. What do you think on Riverside?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on the same page as you. Their strength of schedule hasn't really been indicative. I think of the the you know the record kind of lends itself to the fact that they haven't played a tremendous amount of teams, but they've taken care of those
0: teams, right?
1: Um, you know, they beat Boonesboro, which is not a great team. They scored 100 points against Boonesboro. Um, like you said, Simon Weirin's a special player. They got some pieces there uh like you said that that can do some damage um they got barrett on the inside that can that can really score for them um hayden hair can score on the inside for them or the outside i mean they yeah they, they do have some pieces it's going to be interesting moving forward to see if they can compete um at a high level i'd say probably their only quality win of the season is against heritage um if you want to even consider that a quality win um that's probably their highest quality win this year um so it'll be interesting to see how they progress moving into the meat of that schedule when they have to play Dominion, they have to play County, they have to play um, Valley. We'll see how they continue to progress, but uh, for now, I think number four is a good spot for them. Um, I would not be surprised to see to see that change as the season moves on. But again, you know, like you said, they've taken care of the teams they should have taken care of. Uh, maybe they'll do that when they get into the meat of their district schedule.
0: Yeah, their schedule coming up is it's going to be a true testament to how well they how good of a team they actually are. They've got County coming up on Tuesday then they get Dominion sorry then they get Woodgrove on the 11th then on Friday they'll go take on Dominion but uh I don't know it's a very tough schedule coming up and they've got two games against Valley two games against Dominion two against Heritage two against Heritage and then two against Woodgrove so we're going to find out a lot about this Woodgrove team coming up and I mean if they Get through that schedule, they could very well find themselves at the top of the Dallas District. Move to the number three team, a team that I really want to do, do want to talk about, the Dominion High School Titans. I mean, I've got a piece coming out on the Titans. I think it should be up pretty soon, but they're really interesting because they started out the season one and five, and they got a new coach head uh, head coach Anthony Eifler. And you know, when the team starts out one and five, you immediately think something's not right. But then you got to look into their schedule and you realize that. They've played some they played some really good teams out of conference. They're kind of the opposite of Riverside in this respect because they played two games against Potomac Falls, they played a game against Freedom, uh one game against uh Stonebridge and then two games against Millbrook. And those are their six losses so far this year. They're 7 and 6. And in their last seven games, they're 6 and 1, including a huge win over Woodgrove High School. I mean, I was thoroughly impressed with the play of Dominion in that game. What do you think of Dominion?
1: So I actually haven't seen them play yet. Um, so I'm just looking based on teams they've played, teams they beat. Uh, you know, they're kind of strength straight schedule. And like you said, you know, their strength of schedule is definitely uh, more difficult than a lot of teams playing Potomac Falls twice early in the season. That's tough, especially in rivalry games. Yeah. Um, and like you said, they're riding a pretty hot streak, 4-0 in the Dallas District. Um, Two of those wins at the buzzer. But the thing is, is they hit those shots at the buzzer. So right. you can say all you want to say about a team, you know, like, yeah, they, you know, they weren't really in command of those games, but at the end of the day, they came away with a W. Um, and I think that's really, really what matters. And I think that moving forward for them, obviously, it's going to be about kind of improving uh, their overall game and hopefully being able to kind of re-encapsulate what they did in those wins against Heritage and County early in those, over, or in those uh, buzzer beater wins um, so they can hopefully get up some more wins and then again. Hoping that Brock Redman, hoping they can defend Brock Redman and Alex Owen at Woodgrove the same way they defended them the first go round.
0: Yeah, I mean, I gotta say, Michael Disher, who's their big man, played really, really well against Redmond. I mean, they did a lot against Redman. They tried fronting him when he took the ball beyond the three point line. They were right up on him. And overall their defense was just smothering. I think they had something like 15 steals in the game. They play a very swarming style of defense, and they're playing man to man. They're not playing any type of zone but they got guys with length. Adam Thomas came over from PVI, and he, he's good. I mean, they've got... One thing that's good for them is that they ha- they played their first game against Parkview, handled that game, and they'll get another one against Parkview coming up. And so when you get those two games against Parkview, those are games that, I don't want to say must win, but losing those are killers, especially because they're in-conference games.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to take care of... Uh That's probably the one team that you absolutely have to be prepared for because you don't want to drop a game to them. Um, Again, another rivalry matchup for them, in this one in district. Um, Yeah, I I agree that they got to take care of those games so that when they get into the heart of their – or, you know, they get into the second half of their district schedule, um, that they're still riding a high in the district and and getting better every night of the week.
0: Yeah, so they're they're on a four-game win streak. They take on Loudoun Valley this Friday at Dominion. Uh, I'll be broadcasting that game on dhspress.com. So that's going to be a huge test for Dominion because both of these teams are undefeated in the district. And if Dominion wants to keep... I mean, right now, they've got... I'd say they're they're the favorites to take this Dallas district just based on their record and the way they're playing right now. They're peaking at the right time. So this is going to be a very important game. It's going to be a very interesting game to see And it's going to be a very interesting game to see who's going to come out of this Dulles District. district. But right now, I'm going to put my money on Dominion. All right, the number two team moving to the Potomac Falls, the Potomac District, uh, Freedom High School. And both of us have seen Freedom play this year, right?
1: Uh, I have actually not seen... I don't think I've seen Freedom play this year.
0: All right. Uh, Well, I, I saw them play on Friday against John Champ, and I was... Thoroughly impressed with how they played. They beat John Champ 69-33, absolutely shut down Tyler Savage on John Champ, and they looked extremely solid. I mean, no one really stood out like crazy, but they shoot well from the outside. Their press is really good. They're just going to play defense and frustrate teams. They're right now 7-4 and four with 2-2 two and two inside the conference. Um... They're a very solid team. I don't know if they're on the rec- uh, on the same plane as Potomac Falls. They lost by seven earlier in the year, but they're a team that if the tournament comes around and they have a good shooting night, you could definitely see them making a run at Potomac Falls.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a team that you know has had success of late. Uh, I think they were the district champion last year, actually in the Potomac district. so um they have talent and and and, like you said, they hung around with Potomac Falls in their first go round. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they can hang around with them round two. But yeah, like you said, I mean, seven and four, they they're going to frustrate teams defensively. Um, yeah, I like them at number two on the list. All
0: right, and then the first team, no surprise, it's the undefeated Potomac Falls Panthers. What do you want to say about Potomac Falls, Owen? Because there's not much left to say. I mean, Ian Anderson, Landon Haas, Damon Harrison, I mean, they've got incredible players all around the roster.
1: Yeah, they're the best team in Loudoun County. And I don't think anyone's going to try to dispute that. Uh, 10-0, and riding a 10-game win streak to start the season always helps. 4-0 in the district. Um, yeah, they, they just have so many pieces. When you talk, and you list those, the two players you listed at the top, Ian Anderson and Landon Hawes, there's, I don't think there's another team in Loudoun County that's going to list forward-forward um, as their best two players. Um, and, mm. and that's challenging if you have to defend that. I mean, Woodgrave is going to say Brock Redman, but they're going to go to a guard number two. Um, you know, most of these teams are, are, are guard focused. This is a team that is just going to give teams so much trouble, uh, when they're on the offensive end of the court, because they have, they have two or three guys that play inside the paint, maybe better than anyone in Loudoun County. Um, and that's going to be, that's going to be a real test for a lot of teams moving forward. Um, and they have a culture of winning there. I mean, uh, Jeff Hawes has been the head coach there since the school opened. He's won multiple state championships. Um, he's getting to coach his boys there now who who grew up watching Potomac Falls play Hayden and, and Landon. And uh, I think that, you know, with all of those kind of things coming together, the fact that they have the talent, they have the, the history, um, they have the coaches that can kind of put them in the right spots at the right time. Um, I think that they're going to, they're going to make a good run, you know, through the rest of the regular season and then hopefully through the, the postseason.
2: season. Yeah. Uh,
0: you talked about Landon Haas being a forward. I don't know. Like when I saw him play, he looks more like a guard to me. I don't know if it's, He's a big guard for sure, but I don't know if you'd say he's a forward in the traditional sense.
1: Uh, maybe not in the traditional sense, but really, I mean, if you're looking at the, the Loudoun County, there's probably two forwards in the, quote, traditional sense, uh-huh. um, maybe three in in the whole county. Um, so, I, I mean, I would say that from a Potomac Falls perspective, you're looking at kind of the talent they have. Yeah, he's going to pop out and shoot the basketball Um. But he's going to stay on that back line when they move into his zone. He's going to try to hover around the basket and pick up as many rebounds as he can. So I guess more more from a perspective of what he does, what with the value he adds to your team, um, is more of that kind of scoring, scoring, for, I guess scoring forward, big guard, um, whatever you want to call it.
0: Got it, got it. Yeah, I mean, just looking at, I mean, the two teams right now are going to be freedom at Potomac Falls that you're looking at, so... Just look like just thinking about how they're playing and if uh, a poten- another potential matchup, you're probably gonna put Lance Johnson on Ian Anderson. I mean, Lance is six six, so that gives him the size to match up with a six seven Anderson. But I don't see another guy on this list to guard Anderson. I mean, their best guards are Robbie Kemmerer, who's six foot, uh, Kyle Skinner, five eleven. I mean, i I don't think they I, I don't think they have the size to match up with Potomac Falls in a potential district matchup.
1: Yeah, I don't think they do either. I think really no one has has the potential to ma- match up with Ian Anderson, even even with a guy that's six six trying to defend him. Um, just his versatility and, and the way he handles the basketball, his composure on the court, his court awareness, um, the way he handles pressure. There's just so many things going for him. Uh, and like you said, that you also have Landon Hawes there to kind of bounce off of Damian Harrison. There's a couple other guys on that team that can really contribute um, every night. So, yeah, that's going to be a tough team. That's going to be a tough team to compete with.
0: All right. That's all for the top five boys and girls basketball. Go check his list out on Loco Sports. Go check out my article on the Dominion Woodgrove game on Loco Sports. Go check me out on DHS Press. Owen, you got anything else you want to plug? Uh,
1: No, that's it. Sound, uh, all sounds about good.
0: All right. Uh, right now we're going to take you to my interview with Jack Kramer, a defending state champion wrestler. We'll take you to that right now. Joining me is Dominion defending state champion wrestler Jack Creamer. Jack, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. We're recording this on Thursday, January 3rd. So I wrestled freshman year, I don't know if you remember this, but yeah. uh, after getting destroyed by you every day in practice, I decided I was better on the media side. So I'm really excited to have you on. I'm excited to be here. Uh, so today you guys got a duel against Riverside. What's your schedule like before a duel? Just take me to, from the second the bell rings until the, your first match, I
2: uh, you know, just gotta watch my weight, really. Uh, that's like what I struggle with mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, so I drink Slim fast for lunch. It's hu- has hunger control, so I don't really get hungry throughout the day, keep my weight pretty steady. Um, after school, uh, we usually get together as a team, uh, do a couple team warm-ups, uh, get loose. This here. is right after school? Yeah. yeah. Alright. Uh, depending on whether... it like home matches we have to set up the mat right and the right chairs. but usually yeah we get uh, loose do it for a few drills and uh you're ready for our matches all right and then so you set up
0: all that. Let's say uh, like when you so when you guys go out there for warm-ups right before your match, do you do anything specific or do you just do what the team says?
2: Uh, we fall like uh, we usually do the same thing, uh, takedowns, you know, little standing, then we go to the mat, we do mm. turns, stuff like right. that, A couple of the basics. For those who, like, aren't, you know, that well-versed in wrestling lingo, just yeah. explain what those are. Take uh, downs. Takedown Take is when you're, like, standing with the other person. You uh, try to get to their legs and get them to the mat. Right, right. And uh, turning them is just trying to get their shoulder blades on the mat or shoulder blades close to the mat so you get back points. Mm-hmm. And then maybe even possibly pin them. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. All right. Do you have any superstitions that you do? Like, do you do anything specific? No, I don't have any superstitions. No? Do you know anyone on the team that does? No. No? Mm-mm. All right does it change at all for a tournament like do you change your routine in any way uh,
2: a little bit because um, during a tournament we usually weigh in really early right so i'm able to eat throughout the day it's it's a little easier on my body uh for as far as warm-up wise not really we do the same warm-ups before every meet duel tournament so i mean
0: like obviously during a tournament you got a longer like like in how do i explain this like in a duel you wrestle once and then you're done for the night, right? Depending on how many teams there are, yeah. Right, so uh, if it's just one team at yeah. least, you're only wrestling once. But yeah. in a tournament, I mean, you could wrestle, I mean, up to like three or four times even, right? If yeah. you keep winning. Yeah. So how does that impact you? Like, what do you do in between matches to stay fresh?
2: Uh, you know, just uh, hydrate a lot, eat uh, healthy stuff, bananas, mm-hmm. I like eating bananas. Um, just try to stay loose. Uh, even before like finals matches, I'll take a nap
0: mm-hmm.
2: to like let my body recover uh yeah i mean is it
0: hard to take a nap i mean like most of the time these tournaments are like huge gyms right yeah
2: not really i just if you leave the gym it gets pretty quiet i usually go in like if we're at other high schools cafeteria yeah it's Mm -hmm. a pretty quiet place all right um
0: what's your mindset going into matches like i've i've known you for a decent amount i know you pretty well you're a pretty nice guy but i mean when you're in a wrestling match does it change at all
2: yeah i mean i think of it as this like my coach tells me this too, my offseason season coach, once you shake hands with the other person, they're not your friend anymore. Mm-hmm. So you gotta go in with that mentality that you're trying to win, ultimately, and the other person across from Matt is trying to beat you, so. Who's your off-season coach? Uh, Dan Scanlon. Dan Scanlon? He, he actually wrestled in Loudoun County. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, did he go on anywhere? Uh, he went to D2 College Limestone ended up winning a D2 national title. Oh, wow. Alright. So he's clearly
0: very equipped. So you were talking about that flipping of the switch and how you might have to go against a friend. Yeah.
2: Have you ever had a wrestle a friend? Uh, not really. I mean, a couple of kids I've wrestled, I've talked to a couple of times, you know, at tournaments, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to... As, like, associate myself with them, right? Right, just talk to them, but not really like a close, close friend. No. Mm-hmm. All right, so I've heard a few stories about you just talking with your teammates. One of them I heard is that you injured your arm when you were asleep. Just tell me what was that like, okay? That was last year. Um, see, okay, I feel like I injured my arm the night before because we had a, a duel, it was like a a friday saturday thing we had a fr- friday duel and then saturday tournament and i think i er- injured my wrist at uh that duel friday mm-hmm. and i slept on it and when i woke up i couldn't even put pressure on it it hurt really bad mm-hmm. so i mean did, like did you go check it out like what was the story uh yeah i went to go check it out they told me i had a sprain yeah uh they gave me like this thing to immobilize my wrist i just uh taped my wrist up and kept wrestling yeah so i mean so you, you did you miss a tournament because of that uh, I did that Saturday
0: tournament yeah so out of all the tournaments you've been to have you ever had a wrestle through a serious injury
2: uh, not too serious no Not too serious what's the worst injury you've had to go through probably that sprain that sprain yeah so I mean you'd say you, you've gotten pretty lucky when it comes to injuries yeah definitely. yeah all right uh, I've also heard that you do a pretty good southern accent uh, would you like to uh, demonstrate that well Actually, my brother started that, the yeah. the sudden accent thing. Uh, he's really good at it. Your brother wrestled too, right? Yeah. He wrestled. He uh, got there in the States. That's cool. Junior. Yeah. Does he still wrestle? or he, uh, he does not. He's at Virginia Tech right now, but down. he doesn't wrestle. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, All right. So I, I want to do this with you because you're obviously very well equipped
0: in knowing the wrestlers in Loudoun County. Have you seen the movie Space Jam? Yes. Yeah. So you know, in the Space Jam, it's basically like a bunch of aliens come and they're trying to beat the Looney Tunes, right? So let's say about like five wrestlers, alien wrestlers, were gonna come here, right? Yeah. And you could pick the weight class. You could pick five wrestlers, and they had a match. Who are the five Latin County wrestlers you're choosing? Let's go with the first one. Who are you take? It
2: has to be current. Current or past. Okay. Um, obviously, I think I'd be pretty good. Right. You're yeah. one of them. So what makes you so effective? uh my mentality i'm pretty good technically mm-hmm. what specifically um i don't know yeah so i mean would you say you're more of a guy who excels
0: at takedowns or more better when the guy's uh, on the ground or? i would say takedowns in my top game is pretty mm-hmm. good so i mean when you're like when you're watching a wrestling match what are you looking for are you looking to see like does the guy have fast hands is it looking at the guy's eyes his uh, legs i mean where do you i'm look
2: really at? looking for like their stance mm-hmm. see if their feet are close together or if they're far apart, you know, if they're in good stance, well, if you are neutral. Is it better to have your feet close together or far apart? No, uh, I would say like decent. Kind of in the middle? Or, yeah, uh-huh. middle. All right, so I mean,
0: what's your like, go-to takedown move? Go to? Late in the match, you're down, I think, two
2: points. You have to get a takedown. What are you going to? Ankle ankle pick. Ankle pick? So describe what that's like. Uh, Ankle pick is just basically, it doesn't uh, involve too much of a setup Mm -hmm. as far as like moving them. It's just you drop down, you grab one ankle, and you just drive sometimes you can lift it up so other times you drive your head into their shin mm-hmm. so it's can... almost
0: like tripping them in a way yeah
2: kind of. so that's a move that's
0: like very reliant on quickness yeah so i mean like if you're looking for a wrestler are you looking to see if a guy's quick fast or you want to be still stronger i would say a uh, a guy who's quick is yeah. pretty good um would yeah. you like if you had to pick one thing would you say quickness or strength because like most people are going to say strength just because you know wrestling you associated with brute or does it matter from like weight class to weight class i would say
2: weight class to weight class
0: yeah so like your weight class you're 113 right now you've wrestled at 106 and 120 yeah. which ones are you taking are you taking quickness
2: yeah yeah i would say quickness
0: so okay so you're picking yourself who's the second guy you're taking
2: uh actually my off-season coach he's uh i've heard from a couple of people that mm-hmm. they think he's the best wrestler to come out of loudon county wow as far as like technique wise. He also has a very like alpha mentality. He ah, uses yeah, alpha yeah. mentality all the time. Uh-huh. And that's how I feel like So it's he's like what you were talking yeah. So like you mentality. were
0: talking about with um with uh having to get yeah. you know if you had to wrestle someone you knew, like you gotta be able to put yourself in that mindset. He's good at that. Yeah. So what do you do to like control your
2: mindset? What has he done with you? Uh nothing much. Just uh you know, just thinking that you can beat the person. I mm-hmm. mean, you never want to go into a match thinking that you have no chance at all, mm-hmm. and uh just trying to stay calm before a match,
0: you know like i I've, I've seen like wrestlers, they do a lot of they obviously do a lot of work on the mat, yeah, but spe- like in other sports, I've seen guys tell me that the biggest difference for them is what they do off the court. so like for a football quarterback, like he's got to go watch film, yeah, for like a basketball player, it's again like watching film or like yeah. looking at te- scouts, do you do stuff like that?
2: Uh yeah, I do a lot of stuff. uh not so. I actually I do do film. Yeah. Uh, with my offseason coach Dan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you look for when you're watching film? Are you watching film of yourself or uh, opponents? He watches. He watches the film of me, mm-hmm. and he gives me like feedback on yep. what I need to fix, and he gives me corrective drills. Mm-hmm. So I do those corrective drills, try to fix what I'm doing wrong. So like, give me an example. Like the last time you guys did film, what did he point out? Like one of the things. You- last time we did film, it was on one of my setups. Uh-huh. Uh I was doing a slide by, and he Ex- saw, what's, what's a slide by? A slide by is uh, basically when you're tied up with them, mm-hmm. and you kind of have like your. Hand so ear to ear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you like you use their arm, and you kind of like slide them. By right, the body. right. 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 Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he noticed that on my slide by, I stepped too far back in order to like finish or with the counter shot i guess uh-huh and so he fixed that and i made i make a smaller step now so i'm ready to go faster what's the disadvantage of having that longer step there uh it takes a lot more time to mm-hmm. counter shoot or reshoot just finish the takedown so it's about being able to get from the setup to the yeah.
0: takedown without having a lot yeah. a gap in between trying to make it quicker yeah mm-hmm. you do that do you do anything else off the court like do you do like like I know like some guys do like meditation, do you st- do stuff like that, or uh, mental
2: exercises. I used to do yoga a little you bit. You do yoga? Yeah, with yeah. all like the brute force on my body, mm-hmm. I try to get it loose. Did you notice that that helped or? Yeah. yeah, yoga helps a lot. Do you still do it? Uh, not as much during the season, mm-hmm. but I definitely should be, yeah.
0: Your off season, how do you train? Because you're not getting into matches, especially like in summer. But I know there's like um, there's a place I, I can't remember the top name. Top of the podium. Top of the podium, where you can go wrestle. Do you go there a lot?
2: Yeah, uh, that's where I go for with my off season coach. Mm-hmm. He teaches at top or he runs like a practice. Uh huh. He we usually do like Monday through Friday. Practices are usually Monday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. and then Tuesday, Thursday. He runs lifting. At, a, uh, at one of the places he lives at. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like all week. All right, let's quickly move away from wrestling a little bit. I've got a
0: few questions I wanna ask you, rapid yeah. fire, all right? All right. First one, what's your favorite food? uh
2: steak and cheese steak and cheese yeah. all right second one who's your favorite music artist Post Malone Post Malone who's the toughest guy you've ever faced toughest guy I ever faced was my freshman year Tyrese Wade Tyrese Wade who did yeah. he, uh... he wrestled at William Fleming uh-huh. he ended up winning the state title that year so when did you wrestle him uh, my freshman year at regionals at regionals so yeah. what did you did you lose
0: or I did lose yeah so what happened to that match uh, Cause I'm, I'm guessing that's like the last
2: match you. Was that the last it was match you lost? Or? Second to last, yeah. Because I lost to another kid at the end of that tournament. Mm-hmm. Ended up not, not making states. But yeah, uh, Tyrus Wade, a lot bigger than me, a lot faster. So mm-hmm. you, you wrestled 106 freshman year, right? Yeah. So how much did you weigh? Pfft, I, weighed like no, I weighed like 98 pounds throughout oh, man. the whole season. Uh-huh. Like, I couldn't break 100. So how much did that guy? Did he weigh like right at 106? Yeah. He All right, was, so he was he bigger, was cutting than, a lot. Yeah.
0: He was uh, a junior that year. Oh wow. You got him. Uh, he's bigger. What else?
2: Yeah. Uh, he was quicker. A lot yeah. quicker. So what 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 moves did he do on you, and what have you learned since that? Uh, he liked he liked throws. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would he would get you in headlocks, uh, just trip you, and I learned from that. You know, obviously I got to get stronger because mm-hmm. he was just throwing me around and. So that off-season, I hit the weights pretty hard, got a little bigger. Mm-hmm. He was also technically better than me, so, you know. Technically
0: meaning, like, in his technique. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you lost that year, and so you didn't get to make states. And I know that, well, just from talking to you, I know that you were hell-bent on making states. Yeah. How did that uh, change the way you looked at wrestling?
2: Uh, It changed the way I looked at wrestling. I thought, like going into high school uh the uh youth programs they weren't as intense you know i never thought of wrestling as a as my coach put it like the friend across or the person across from you is not your friend right right you're Cause you know everyone Still.
0: that you're wrestling in the youth
2: program yeah 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 and so after that after i lost that i was like dang i gotta go into those matches like like I'm going to hurt the person. Like, uh-huh. I want to I want to Obviously win. you're not trying to injure anyone, yeah, yeah. but like it's wrestling. I mean you yeah. you got to come in with a certain type yeah, of yeah. attitude, right? Yeah. And so yeah. So uh, it was a big
0: mindset shift more yeah. than like a physical thing. Uh-huh. But I mean I mean obviously the physical was a big part too getting yeah. bigger. So was that the last year you wrestled 106 or were you at 106 last year? I
2: was at 106
0: last year myself, for yeah. All right, so take me through that season. I mean, you start the year, you're it's almost like a revenge tour for you, right? Yeah. You
2: you so you start the season, what are you thinking first match? Uh, first match you know I just got to come out hard I gotta, I want to win mm-hmm. so of uh, winnings my my number one goal mm-hmm. like so you went against Tyrese did you go against Tyrese again that year no I did not had he moved up a weight class he moved up a classification so they were 4a that year that I wrestled them and they moved up to 5a all right so then you're at
0: regionals the same place you lost a year before was there any like like mental issue you had to get past like this is where i lost last time i've got to overcome that were there any thoughts like that
2: uh a little bit i think that's what stopped me from winning the regional title last year Mm -hmm. i mean i was nervous obviously i think my coaches saw it in me my the team saw it and i yeah there was like i lost you last year Mm -hmm. that was the uh mindset and then you move on to the state tournament after that yeah just
0: take me through the entire state tournament i mean it was i'm never gonna have an
2: experience to go yeah. through
0: like that so just take me through it um, where was it
2: it was at Ch- Churchill high school in, uh-huh. near virginia beach mm-hmm. it was it was a lot different than any tournament i'd been to so far just as as far as like attendance wise there were a lot of uh f- like fans or like parents, parents and, yeah. fans coaches yeah. so who went with you uh, The team, a couple guys from the team went with me, but Who? as far be specific, uh, my name Diane was there. Diane Page, uh, Clay Page was there. Ian Slabridge, he made states last year. Diego Peña. He was a freshman, wasn't he? Yeah. Wow. So
0: as a freshman making states, that's no small feat to say the yeah, least. Yeah. Has he wrestled in like pro youth programs before?
2: Uh, I think he wrestled in youth program the mm-hmm. year before, 8th grade.
0: All right. So, I mean, he's only had one year of experience, and so yeah. making states. All right, so keep going. Uh, Diego?
2: Diego, of course, both coaches went with me, Coach Floyd and Coach Young. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Tehar. Alex has been there, like, for me throughout my entire wrestling season. In the states match, he was right there on the edge, you know. Uh, right after I got off the mat, he hugged me, like, Alex has been there like for everything, trying to think. My brother was there, Robert, Mm -hmm. he uh... Was he
0: a senior or had he graduated? He was a senior. He was a senior?
2: Yeah. So you're at
0: the final match, what are you thinking?
2: I was thinking like, I gotta have this. Mm -hmm. Who'd you face? uh, Sean Hall from Powhatan. Powhatan, so what was he like just facing? Uh, he was, he was flexible, like, mm-hmm. when I got him in a shot, he was doing like front splits to keep me away from his other leg, which made it hard to finish, but other than that, uh, I was working him in neutral, uh, my setups kept falling for him, uh, the, the thing, one thing that I needed to work on, and I know I need to work on, is my bottom game, cause he was able to ride me out, which kept the, the score so close, mm-hmm. and which forced it to overtime.
0: All right, so three rounds are done. Yeah, you're in overtime. You know you've got what? It's two minutes, right?
2: Uh, I think it's a
0: minute. Uh, so so a minute. you've got one minute. One minute first separating you. Wins. Yeah. First takedown. Yeah. Next guy gets in the state title. Yeah. I mean, that's incredible amounts of pressure.
2: Yeah. How do you deal with that? Uh, the uh, first of all, the coaches. I could see their, the the Palatine coaches telling their kid he's like they're like he's tired he's tired you can win this Mm -hmm. i just thought in my head i'm like i worked too hard to lose this i worked all season i was tired but i knew that if i'm like this tired he's as tired if not even more tired than i am so i was like dang i gotta have this this is like what i've been working for so we go into overtime and we get he gets in on it or i take a shot it was kind of sloppy and he sprawls and there's a moment where so when he sprawls he's on top of you yeah Uh uh-huh there's a moment where i'm like oh man he could he could spin behind take me down i was like it's not happening so i popped my head out uh he had a wizard on me so i like kicked my leg over and got a leg in and once i got that leg in the ref called it too and just unbelievable emotions went through my body it was just would you say that's the best moment you've had since you started wrestling? Uh, that's that and another match my freshman year, Trevor Le Master, Mm-hmm. That was. Let's
0: talk about Le Master, I actually had that yeah. down. Yeah, I was there for that. Yeah. It's Dominion versus Freedom. It's a duel. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, right? Yeah. So, you guys were the last match. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. And uh, basically the winner would win the duel. Yeah lemaster talk about the master quickly I, he's a he's an interesting he,
2: he he's a really good wrestler like i have nothing against him he's a really nice guy really good wrestler he he made states the year before placed at states i'm pretty sure and he was a senior that year so it mm. was
0: Lemaster was interesting because he had something that, in many sports, would be considered a disadvantage. He didn't have, I think, his right leg, and you'd think that's going to be a disadvantage for him. But in reality, it was a bit of a help for him because he was so much—he was heavier than you, like he was bigger than you. But because he didn't have the leg, he was um, my weight class. Yeah, he was your weight class, and he was wrestling with you. Mm -hmm. That match,
2: take me through it. That match leading up to it, I mean. Again, I talk about mentality. That my freshman year I did not have the right mentality. I was like, "Dang, this kid's really good." Like, mm-hmm. I just need to survive against him. And so I get out there, I'm nervous, I usually uh, my freshman year I got really nervous until I started wrestling, you know, gotten the the swing of things. One second.
0: Before you wrestle, I know there's like a especially in duels there's like a saw like 2 or 3 minute time where you warm up specifically yeah. right behind the yeah. chairs.
2: What do you do then? What's what are you thinking? Uh, you know, not much, just listening to my music trying to get in the zone, mm-hmm. trying to get into that like Listening to Post Malone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trying to get in that the zone. I say like where i feel comfortable where i'm ready to like go out there and do what i do mm-hmm. and so yeah all right so you're out there versus LaMaster. yeah take us through the moment it was okay so i start out i didn't really want to tie up with him because i knew he was bigger than me he, he'd been lifting right right he just looked like uh obviously bigger than me and he he was he was fast too um so when i went to that match i tried to stay back and keep my legs back Cause i knew once he lunged forward for that ankle pick i could sprawl on him and spin mm-hmm. so we go was the ankle pick match. his yeah. move of choice yeah it was because he was already still low to the ground uh-huh. he could just dive in for an ankle so yeah uh that it was a very close match i remember one point where the i think it was second period he there was like five seconds left on the clock, I was down, and I was getting out, and he had my ankle, so I just turned and kicked. Down meaning like down in points, or down as in he had you on the ground? He had me on the ground. Uh-huh. So, and then I got I got a little free, he had my ankle, and I just kicked my leg out, and mm-hmm. I got that point to uh, tie the match up before the third period where he was gonna be down, and yeah, that was big, that helped me get to overtime. And then third period, I just rid him out, and then overtime, I got that, that takedown of, like, like I said, he was gonna go for that ankle pick. He went for that ankle pick. I sprawled and spun and scored and won in overtime. So you
0: know that he's gonna get the ankle, ankle pick. Does that come from the film preparation you were talking about, or is that just something you knew from you know, what other people had told you?
2: Uh, I, I'd seen him wrestle, mm-hmm. I'd not film, but I'd seen him wrestle at tournaments, because right, he was right. at Loudoun County Championships, and then he had wrestled a duel before we wrestled, so I saw that, I knew that ankle pick was coming
0: so you're watching these guys and you know you're looking for certain things and for me like I'm I'm just looking to see what the score is and what uh you know what moves are they doing but as a wrestler and someone who might be facing these guys are you looking to see what their bottom moves are what their top moves are what their takedown moves are yeah and are you trying to like
2: look, how do you look for like the potential weaknesses uh I look for potential weaknesses and like uh actually uh I would say, like I said, when they're neutral I watch how their feet are, if they like are heavy on one leg that I can attack or not. Uh, Bottom, I usually uh, get them flat, once you get them flat, you know, either they they ball up or you can turn them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you have a go-to move when you're on top? uh, I like the butcher, Mm -hmm. it's basically where you uh, like twist their arms up and get them on their back. It's, yeah. What's the most effective move you've seen,
0: not in a match that you've seen, but like just like the most dominating wrestler you've seen outside of your own match? Because I I just realized we never finished our top five to protect the world from the aliens. So we got two. You got you and Dan Scanlon. Who's three? Jonathan Birchmeyer.
2: Who is five? He wrestles uh, for Broad Run. What's his weight class? 285, 285. So he's a heavyweight. Yeah, he versus, yeah. He's uh, a senior this year. Yeah, Broad Run. Do you know if he has
0: any uh, college recruitments? He is committed to Navy. He's committed to Navy. Yeah. When you're looking at a heavyweight, it's obviously much different than looking at like someone in your weight class or even like a 150.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How does it compare? Like when you're seeing him, is there? Is it more just like? seeing how big he is like
2: size is going to win in some situations but yeah. for a guy at 285 what what are you looking for uh honestly if you're at 285 and you're athletic you're pretty fast you're you're pretty much going to dominate mm-hmm. uh, is he weight? fast yeah he's yeah. fast he, he's very athletic too it, used to play judge purely on his speed would you like what weight
0: class would you say he was in like how much would you guess he weighed? i mean he doesn't move that fast but uh-huh. for a heavyweight he was really yeah. fast all right so uh, have you, when was the last time you saw him wrestle?
2: Last time I saw him wrestle was our first tournament of the year. He wrestled that Pioneer Challenge. Mm-hmm. Just, just What was it like watching him? He just dominated. I remember watching him doing warm-ups, and he mm-hmm. actually hit a backflip. He hit
0: a backflip? Yeah. A guy at 285? Yeah. That's insane, man. I know. All right, so three, you got him. Who's four?
2: Four. Um. Let's think. Let's think. I actually think I would put Alex there. Alex Trahar? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dominion wrestler. What weight class is he in right now? Right now he is
2: thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Yeah. So I mean, I, I remember
0: Alex. He would always be running like crazy to cut weight the day of duels or before yeah. tournaments.
2: Yeah. What makes him so effective as a wrestler? Uh, he's fast. Very fast. Good technically too mm-hmm. he does the same offseason I do so we have like the same mentality of you know you got to win mm-hmm. alpha mentality so yeah all right that's four and now your last one uh, let's see uh, it doesn't even
0: have to be Loudoun County how about that it looks bad it will make it be any wrestler any, any high wrestler. school wrestler
2: any high school wrestler. yeah Kurt McHenry yeah who's he Uh, he won the world title last year mm-hmm at, uh, yeah what well, class is he he wrestles 113 this year. Oh, so he's your weight loss. Yeah. So, I mean, have you ever
0: thought about what it would be like to face a guy like that? Yeah. Uh,
2: you know, I obviously, I want to go to a couple of big tournaments. He was at Beast of the East this year. Mm-hmm. I wish I could have gone, but I didn't. So, yeah, I think about wrestling him. It's just, like, experience, you know? You go out there, you wrestle him, and if you don't win, you know, you come out with things to fix. Uh, and if you, you do know. win, I mean, yeah, insane yeah
0: your coach Billy young uh, teacher at Seneca Ridge he's been wrestling for a very long time mm-hmm. how has he helped your development
2: uh, he he comes in over the offseason opens up the weight room uh, last season uh, my going into my sophomore year I was here lifting almost every single time he was here and i thank him for opening up the weight room because not many kids ended up coming Mm -hmm. so he really just opened it up for me and as a coach Mm. you know when
0: you're wrestling and he's the guy you're looking to what is he saying like take us through the conversations that happen between the coach and the wrestler let's say it's the first end of the first and you're talking to him you got a little bit of time what is he saying to you
2: uh, I mean, you never want to try and put a wrestler down, and Coach Young never does that. Mm-hmm. He's always, like, focusing on those positives, and he's like, you know, we got a few things to fix. He's got, a, he's got some, uh, open, like, areas to attack. So it's, it's like, technique-based, or is yeah. it more just, like, morale? Uh, I would say a little bit of both. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, I know that you've had a
2: few colleges poking around at you. Just, uh, who has... Uh, right now... Uh, Merchant Marine Academy uh, out of New York, mm-hmm. pretty sure, and then VMI. VMI? Yeah. The VMI is, I mean, they're a military school. Have yeah. you? Uh, do you want
0: to go into the military? Is that something you've thought about?
2: Uh, I haven't really thought about it m- too much, but it's definitely something that I'd have to think about mm-hmm. if I'm considering VMI.
0: Right, so is that like a situation with Army or Navy where you go and then your tuition is free, but then you have to go five years into the military? Or I'm not too sure on that. All right. Uh, Thank you so much, Jack. Uh, Good luck in your duel versus Riverside. Thank you so much for doing this. All right, thank you. The Technical Foul Podcast is brought to you by the Loco Sports Podcast Network. Check out Loco Sports to get all the scores, stories, and information on all the high school teams in Loudoun County. As always, thank you to Neha for the producer of this podcast, and thank you to our listeners. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to The Technical Foul wherever you listen to podcasts, and hit me up with a follow on Twitter at Shankar. That's all for this episode. I'll see you next time.